If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Happy New Year, friends. Welcome to Podcast Unlocked for the year 2020. It feels like the real future. It's episode 425 uh, for January 7th, 2000, and yes, 20. Uh, coming up on this week's episode of the podcast, we'll talk about our holiday breaks a little bit, plus our first pretty concrete ballpark idea of just how, how powerful the Xbox Series X is, plus some big news down in Los Angeles with specific regard to EA and uh, Respawn and what they're up to down there. All that and more coming up on Podcast Unlocked. Podcast Unlocked. What's happening, friends? Ryan McCaffrey, happy to be back with you for, I guess this is my... Eighth calendar year at IGN, I think, that I'm starting. 2012. Ooh. I don't know. Eighth, whatever it is. Yeah. It must be eighth because I've something like that. So it's, uh, it's been a good, been a good run. And th this year is going to be, I, I was thinking about this year so much over the break, like how much fun this year is going to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want, I want to talk a lot about that actually before we get going, but introducing the rest of the crew first, Destin Legary. Bam! Freshly honeymooned. I yeah, uh, Hawaii is pretty amazing. Uh, Maui, thank you for all your recommendations. Uh, uh, yeah, it was wonderful. In, in my, I didn't, I was lucky enough uh, to get to go to Hawaii for the first time in my 20s, like mid 20s. And, you know, it's my whole life I'd heard about how great Hawaii is. Yeah. It's like, well, most, most things in life <laughs> never end up quite living up to, mm -hmm. to that. But Hawaii is every bit as good as everyone yeah. says it is. It's if, such a wonderful place. Yeah, like if you love shopping and stuff, do Honolulu. That's not my jam. For me, it was all about Maui. It was very like small town feel. You can yeah. walk out to the water and swim with turtles. It was pretty yes. incredible. Don't like, touch them though. It's illegal. Yeah, don't touch yeah. them. It actually like affects their natural like mm. movements. Public service. Like just just if leave you're ever in yeah. Hawaii. Generally, just leave the animals alone. Yeah, look, like, but don't, just don't touch them. Yeah, yeah. glad you had a great time yeah. though. Uh, Mark Medina, join us. Yeah, I'm going to Hawaii in April. Nice. I already got my uh, my tickets booked. I'm I'm very excited to go. Destin's cool. been telling me all about it. Well, I, it's really funny. Mark and I keep doing this thing where <laughs> we uh, wear the same shirt. We wear the same shirt. <laughs> yep. Uh, Mark bought a car the same weekend I did. We didn't I communicate did. at I all. Did. I remember I came to work. Yeah. And I was like, Destin, I bought a new car, and he's like. Oh, so did I. <laughs> I was like, cool. And then I bought tickets for Hawaii. And then Dustin was like, hey, I'm going on my honeymoon. It's to Hawaii. I'm like, great. <laughs> Kind of cool. I'm excited for you to go. One of yeah, you, might, one of you might want to check your house for, for uh, <laughs> I know. bugs and not the, not the insect Ooh, kind. It's a little, it's a little worrisome. The, the communication device kind. Miranda Sanchez, happy New Year to you. Happy well. New Year. Um, I am not going to Hawaii this year. I don't think. <laughs> Maybe next year. I've been planning a solo trip. I just want to go by myself and go right on the beach and oh, drink. That's, you're gonna Jared <laughs> Petty it? Have you yeah. gone? Just go. Oh, I've been I've been a few yeah. times. I've been yeah. very fortunate to go a few times. But uh, yeah. Jared went. Mm -hmm. And uh, Janet's going. <laughs> yeah, I know Janet's going. She's like, oh, I got good tickets. I mean, we are 
We're in California. San, well, yeah. Yeah, San yeah. Francisco, yeah. it's, it's so, the shortest flight from the continental United States mm-hmm. is from yeah, here. I think our so. round trip tickets were, <laughs> I don't know, it was, it was crazy let cheap. Me, I don't want to say the wrong thing, but it's like put, yeah. crazy cheap. I can put this in context. It's cheaper for me to go to Hawaii than it is to visit family in Oklahoma. Wow. <laughs> or anywhere else that they live, except for my sister in Seattle. So it's like everyone yeah. else. Tough call. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> for Hawaii? Oh, the other year when I went home for Christmas, <laughs> it killed me. I was like, I could be going to Hawaii. Hawaii twice for this price. <laughs> Do they even have spam and eggs in Oklahoma? Come on now. Well, uh, I spent some time in Arizona over the holidays with uh, relaxing with my family, and um, I watched. I really enjoyed Netflix. Uh, Netflix's Witcher. The Witcher. Yes. Oh yes, me too. I tried to flip them in my head there. That's according but to your Witcher. The Witcher's Netflix. Now that's a different thing. I don't know what <laughs> Geralt watches, but yeah, I know it's like. Critically, it was kind of, you know, mm-hmm. so-so, mm-hmm. but I just had fun with it. Did you yeah. guys watch the show? Yeah, I was worried. I was like, I don't, I'm not the world's biggest Witcher fan. I'm like, I like them all right. Yeah, I, I don't like, care about the games at all. Yeah, really. I, I was like, it's fine. Uh, they're very long. But I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this show. I don't know if I'm going to like Henry Cavill. I loved Henry Cavill. Yes, he was he great. He was great. Uh, and the show, once you get the 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 timeline shtick... It's actually very easy so, to follow, and I loved it. I enjoyed it while I was packing and cleaning and moving. Mm. Um, I kind of just had it on the background because like, I also just don't care about The Witcher like, at all. Like, I think it's an interesting world, but it's not something that I've ever really wanted to invest 100 hours into playing for The Witcher 3, and I appreciate what it does. But I was like, you know, I'll just put the TV show on. Like, my sister yeah. keeps telling me to watch it. Everyone loves it. Critically, it has some issues, and kind of coming out of it, I did not like the timeline stuff. I think it was mm. poorly executed, but I had fun with it. Like when it was just like, we're going on adventure. And like, that's what I like about it. Like it did that so well. Mm-hmm. And so I, I had fun with it too. Did you throw any coins to your Witcher, Destin? I, I have not <laughs> been watching The Witcher. I started watching this uh, this series. It's it's kind of new. Maybe people have heard of it. It's called The Sopranos. <laughs> yeah. My um, all I, I, oh, yeah. My all-time favorite television. So want me to, so want me to tell you how it ends? In all seriness, I'm, <laughs> re- in all seriousness, I'm re-watching it. Uh-huh. And um, uh, it's still amazing. Yeah. Still <laughs> so an amazing good. show. They did really, really well with it. Good stuff. Uh, well, we've got a million games to play coming up in 2020. I'm still working on my 2019 backlog. Gosh, yep. Same. Uh, but, yeah, before we get rolling, I wanted to mention a couple things real quick. First, IGN's revised review scale. So when you click on IGN reviews, whether you do so on YouTube or on IGN.com, you are no longer going to see decimal points and mm-hmm. tenths of points. We are going with uh, the same, well, actually, the same 1 to 10 scale, but just without decimal point increments. So this was something that Dan Stapleton, our reviews editor, has been f- fighting hard for for a while. Because, I mean, you, you might think, oh, well, just sure, if you guys wanted to change it, just change it. And it's, it's, it's really, IGN's kind of a big, like, cruise ship kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> it takes a while to turn it. You know, there's a lot of things... There's, there's just like there's Metacritic, there's there's our backend systems of how how our reviews functionally work in our in our back in our CMS and like what have you. So different departments having different yeah. ideas on like review yeah. scores, not necessarily about like what they mean, but just and how we use them and just making sure that everyone's aligned on it. Ryan, yeah. Ryan, we've been here through two review score type changes. I know. Really? I yeah. went through two at mm. uh, at back at OXM. So yeah. You know, every now oh. and again, you got to mix things yeah. up. We had a uh, 0.5 scale for a while. So it was like uh, 8, 8.5, mm-hmm. 9, 9.5, yeah. 10. I guess I don't remember that. And then we switched probably back before you started yeah. to the 100 point scale. For more granularity. Which IGN originally had as well, mm-hmm. way back. So yeah. Now we're back to 10. Well, no, we're, we, so we went from a hundred point scale, mm-hmm. technically, to 20, mm-hmm. okay. to a hundred, and now to 10. Got it. So, yeah. <laughs> so if you're keeping yeah. score at home yeah. of our scores, that's, uh, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. So I think, you know, fundamentally our review process and our approach won't really change. It's just eliminating the, the granularity because, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the difference between 8.3 and 8.4, mm-hmm. As a reviewer, it's that's a real difficult thing to, I've, I've to quantify. I mean, thought a lot about my point sevens and like I, all these. Like, <laughs> where does this really fit on the scale? I will say, so like, hard. there are times that I will miss the having that that, ex, that extra granularity. Like, I'll give mm-hmm. you a good Xbox example. I reviewed the original Titanfall for IGN in mm-hmm. twenty fourteen, um, mm-hmm. early twenty fourteen, and and I gave Titanfall one in the original shipping version of it an eight point nine. Because I just felt like 
there was the game was the the skeleton of it was so much fun. I had not had that much fun with a with a multiplayer shooter probably since Halo Two. Uh, but you know, there just wasn't a lot of there there with the, with Titanfall. So I just didn't feel like I could quite call it amazing, which is what our nine designates. So, you know, that's a a case where I thought 8.9 is perfect where I'm just like leaving it right on the doorstep, but can't quite get there. Whereas today I would have had to have really made a decision between, do Mm -hmm. I want to give, do I want to call this an eight great or a nine amazing? So that is uh, what we'll be doing from now on. But the, uh, the I think the takeaway for the audience listening is it's really look at the word because we do have – we've as we've always had, we have those descriptor words that associate with every number. So 10 is masterpiece, not perfect. 9 is amazing. 8 is great. 7 is good. 6 is okay and on down. And that's really – when I'm reviewing something and I – that's what where, I, where my brain starts is what – word do i do i do i think this is great do i think this is good do i think this is okay is it amazing so uh hopefully you know you can't please everybody some of you out there are going to be like i hate this this is terrible others will be like great i love it it's a little more streamlined and straightforward so but we're doing it Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the bottom line it's done it's done has any reviews gone up since the change yeah i thought yeah maybe i don't know about games reviews but definitely entertainment Oh yeah, yeah, like Dracula went up yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I noticed. Yeah, I was like, oh, it got an eight. And Mandalorian. I, I didn't even think about the fact that yet. Or Witcher, one of, one of the two. Probably. Um, I don't. I don't know if I think those were pre the change. Okay. Yeah. Well, in any case. Probably. Yeah, the change went into effect. I think what on the first, right? On January first. Oh, quick yes. question: Did you guys watch Witcher one sitting or no? No, I didn't. No, <laughs> that's I impressive. Watched. I mean, because they're they're almost they're an hour apiece. Yeah. So Just that's on all day. That's a that's a that's a binge. I watched the first two episodes for you. and then I didn't watch it again for like five days. Oh, wow. And then we watched them all really quick. <laughs> this week's Podcast Unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts... NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D VPN dot com slash U N L O C K D, and that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, All right. 
So let's get to the news, which will segue into some other things I wanted to talk about. Let's talk Series X. This is the year of the Xbox. So exciting. This is the, it is everything is set up for the redemption arc of Microsoft. The third act in the in I mean I guess it's not a three act. It'll it'll keep going probably for a while. <laughs> for now, it's act three of three. Uh, and I tell you, you know, I was thinking a lot about this because I had a lot of time to just walk. D- Daisy over the break, and I just kept thinking about the stuff I wanted to do when I get back, and all the the games I wanted to chase and and cover, and get onto IGN. And uh, it is, I am just a, I'm so ready for this year to get rolling because mm-hmm. we've, you know, it was like we talked about towards the end of last year, we've already got a lot of Xbox One games to look forward to before Series X even rolls into town in the fall, but. Um, now we have a little bit better of an idea of just how powerful a console Series X is going to be. So, uh, Mark Medina, do you know yep. what a what a teraflop is? Um, I guess sort of. <laughs> so it's a, like it's like a, it's a it's a breakdown number of if I if you were to say something is ten teraflops, that's it's basically it seems like it's like a summary. Of, of computing of power. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly right. So isn't that all numbers? Nice. Isn't that just I, how you guess. define numbers? It's, it's really, it's, <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Ter- it's, it's like terif- teraflops is like, it's like a, it's like a good thing and a bad thing because it's, it's very good to be able to say like, okay, uh, Xbox One is like, I think it's like 5.7 teraflops or uh, something like that. No, the original Xbox One, I've got it here. So. Or, or, sorry, I meant One X. Oh, the, the One X is six teraflops. Okay. And so then when, when they come to you and they say, uh, the Xbox Series X is going to be, you know, 12 teraflops, you, you, you know instantly, okay, so it should be about double the power. But if they came to you and they're like, hey guys, we're using a custom AMD, Ryzen 8K with the, project with Scarlet. ray tracing and with, these other yeah, and tricks. you're just like, wait, okay, so how much more power? Like, it's it's kind of easy. The teraflops is like, this is how much more powerful it is, but also it's a weird, it's a yeah, weird there's term. No, there's no context. With yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably the way yeah. to say it. But as you said, it is a good ballpark framing mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. just sort of a a, a rough comparison. From it's, one they love it on the flow another. charts. Stadia, <laughs> 10, 10 versus six and five. And yes. Yeah. So, uh, Digital Foundry, who is Heard of them. they are not known to peddle in in crap in in fake news. They are mm-hmm. a, a very reputable outlet, particularly when it comes to all things hardware. That is their specialty. They are very good at what they do. So, they published a report uh, that that sort of collected a lot of information together, and even they acknowledge that this is there's a lot of evidence to suggest that this is reasonably accurate but it's not an entire picture but the the summary of it is just to go back to the teraflops mark is that as you as you noted series x may be clocking in at 12 teraflops putting it double the power of the xbox one x and um nearly well let's call it uh, eight or nine times as powerful as the original Xbox One, which yeah. is a 1.31 teraflop machine, the the Xbox One S, if you remember, did clock things up just a, a tad to get to 1.4 teraflops. In comparison to, again, grain of salt, these are not official numbers yet, uh, but this is kind of the rough outline that the Digital Foundry is was confident enough to kind of to go out with. PS4, or excuse me, PS5. 9.2. So we're looking mm-hmm. at a, a very sub, pretty substantial power gap in the Xbox's favor. What what is the PS5 number based off of? Leaked info uh, or official? Yeah, info? no, no. There's it's all leaks. It's all I, I'll, I'll point you to the yep. Digital Foundry story because it's a it's a long piece well, by mm-hmm. Richard Ledbetter. I was trying to set you up for the quote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They so I did want to read that because it's uh it's definitely again, to provide a little context here. So they say, it's also worth re-emphasizing that the leak is sparse on concrete details in terms of the next-gen Xbox. There are hints about the two processor designs for the Lockhart and Anaconda boxes, but nothing massively conclusive about what separates them. In fact, I understand that there are absolutely no details whatsoever for the cheaper Lockhart box beyond a potential codename for the processor 
Spark Man, if you're curious, uh, which is unconfirmed. The Mega Man boss? <laughs> in fact, it's <laughs> a uh, main character from Death Stranding, actually. Spark oh, Man. Don't, he's the don't electric, start with he's the electric company, me, man. <laughs> it's 2020. Uh, Death Stranding in 2020, guys. Come on now. Um, in fact, what little we can glean about Series X from this leak suggests a top-end premium-priced console that practically demands some kind of cheaper mass-market stablemate and with that in mind, it's curious that nothing substantial about that chip, meaning the, the Lockhart chip, has leaked. Overall, this latest next-gen leak is fascinating and potentially, again, the key word there, potentially, fills in some blanks, but it's definitely limited in scope, which is what you're talking about, Mark, with that mm-hmm. all-important context. The Xbox data raises more questions than it answers in several respects. And while the PS5 data is more comprehensive, the bottom line is that all we really have is more of a block diagram of one component of the processor bolstered by assumptions from PC-based Navi parts. So, uh, again, there's check out the Digital Foundry uh, piece for more, but that is sort of the overarching summary with, with again, that huge asterisk on there that this is... Not official, but this is kind of seemingly what what we're looking at right now. Well, all I know is that the internet is going to have to change that hand photo that they like to Photoshop of me all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Xbox. Is oh now goodness! On the, on Why did the... you remind them? Now it's back. I still get it all <laughs> the time. Still I still get it. it all the time. You just got to own it. You got to. That's true. That is. <laughs> I true. did it. Whatever. So. Uh, Miranda, this must make you happy as an Xbox gamer. It's that because again, you you look at so last gen. Uh, the PS4, as we, we, as Destin is now reminding us all once again, 1.84 teraflops on the, the base PS4 back in 2013, and the Xbox One was 1.31. So there was a, you know, the, the numbers were a lot smaller back then, but there was a power gap between PS4 and, and uh, Xbox One, which you could see on the screen. because It really bothered me that Xbox One standard games ran at 900. That's, yeah. that's yeah. why I made that stupid image. Wh- Witcher was the biggest showcase. Right. Was. Like Witcher ran at... It was like 900p on PS4 because that game was so big. Right. But then it was 720 on Xbox. Mm-hmm. And it was like... Mm-hmm. That was, you're like, whoa, I got a you know, big 1080p screen. I'm playing 720 games in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that... Miranda is uh, no longer going to be a problem Correct. on the Series X. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they sound like they're going to be insane. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm excited. Like, again, we, we kind of keep bringing it back to Lockhart and just saying, you know, it's exciting that there are going to be multiple SKUs for this in that way. Like, you can kind of pick, like, what is your priority here? Like, do you just want to play the next-gen games? Lockhart will be available. But do you want, like, that premiere experience? Like, do you have the technology to take advantage of their things that they're going to offer? And then maybe Lockhart's for you. So, Or not tech, Lockhart, Series X. So, <laughs> so many semiconades. I did that video before the break about the the size of the actual physical thing, where yes. you you did the vertical oh, yeah, ones, yeah. right? And I was like, yes. I really want to see what it looks like like this. It's a it's a bigger than my receiver, basically for my surround sound set. So uh, I will definitely be displaying it vertically. Um, I can't wait to get an actual unit or see an actual unit so we can compare the specs that we landed on. Or you guys landed oh, on yeah, I wasn't yeah. the physical that. measurements. The, the, yeah, yeah, for the physical yeah. specific of the, the external, not the internal guts. Yeah, not <laughs> those internal guts. So, like, uh, I actually do like the design of the Series X a lot. I'm very excited about the power. And it's really interesting that the PS5 is coming out with um, less. Seemingly. Again, we don't Potentially. know. It, it, yeah, yeah. Potentially. Um, it's really surprising to me because their loading times are lightning fast. Based on that leaked presentation from PS5 oh, last And year. Phil has also said that Microsoft's doing the same thing. With right. the Proprietary SSD. hardware. Yeah, so that yeah. To, to the, with the goal of minimizing or even eliminating loading times altogether. I, so that's, that's I think, going to be beyond – that's a great example of going beyond the teraflops of – that's right. a quality of life yeah. thing mm-hmm. that will make whichever uh, or both next-gen systems you buy uh, just – a tangibly better experience well, than they, what we have now. There's those rumors of them using xCloud to fill any gaps that they would have in like processing. Like, like, hey, I want to play, you know, Red Dead Redemption Seven. Oh, it's going to take two hours, four hours to download. I can start streaming on xCloud now and then switch over to the mm. local version once it's done. Right. Stuff like that's like really exciting. Uh, back a while ago, I did a, a capture of some of the various hard drives in current-gen hardware when that Spider-Man video released for the mm-hmm. PS5, and the speed increase was a ridiculous percentage. 
So using Grand Theft Auto as sort of a template, I ran it on PC, PS4 with a standard hard drive, PS4 Pro with an SSD. Mm -hmm. And uh, the speeds that the PS5 is reporting is faster than an M2 drive in a PC running Grand Theft Auto, the faster percentage increase. So, And that's why it's fascinating to me. And if Xbox is saying it has more power and Microsoft, known for developing for PC architecture, is developing this proprietary drive, mm-hmm. I'm really curious how this is going to affect loading times overall. Yeah, I think I think proprietary is the key word. The thing is, is the closed box systems we have now even if you put an SSD in them, which is which is very easy, those games aren't designed to run with an SSD. True. They're, they're never going to. So if you take something like Spider-Man, let's say it takes 30 seconds to load, you put an SSD in your PS4 Pro, it's not going to change dramatically because that is not designed to work like that. It's not like mm-hmm. a computer. It's not, right. I can't just swap the parts out. You can, but it's not going to change it. Where these are designed to work with proprietary SSDs, yeah. I think that's what's the big game changer. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a great point. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, it's just nice that, that the, uh, the Xbox is going to be, you know, that, that they're retaining the, this emphasis on power that they, they really, you know, tried to take that back with, with the Xbox one X. And they did, uh, you mentioned the six teraflops mm-hmm. on, on the X, it was 4.2 for PS4 pro. And Red Dead was a probably the best example so far. Red Dead oh, Two, yeah, of, yeah. Of taking the difference, advantage, of, yeah, yeah oh, the yeah. difference between that six teraflop Xbox One X and the the four point two teraflop Pro. PS4 Pro. So I think um, I think what's wild, just real quick, is like yeah, Stadia is, and this isn't to harp on Stadia. This is just off of numbers. Stadia is touting like how powerful they are, and they show that they're ten teraflops, and it's crazy to think that it's like. Yeah, next to the Xbox One X, which is six teraflops, it's like wow, we're we're at ten teraflops. We're so much powerful, and and a year later, we're getting something that's already twelve teraflops. Like it kind of puts in your mind like how quick because Stadia's whatever image quality you get is depending on your internet, but it's fast. Like you load yeah. in like Destiny Two, and it's quick, mm-hmm. and that's that's we're about to have closed box systems that can do that now. That's gonna be nuts. Yeah, the uh, what what I'm. Very curious about. I mean, we've kind of all been assuming. Maybe not. Maybe not. I guess I shouldn't use a blanket statement like that. But you know, I guess in my head, I've been thinking, all right, well, Series X is probably going to be more expensive than the PS5 if there's this mm-hmm. pretty substantial power gap. But I do have to stop and wonder if Microsoft really wants to try to get right back into the thick of things. They've got Game Pass. They're doing all these things right. Might they price the Series X super aggressively and maybe try to match P- and PS5's price, whether that's going to be four ninety nine or what, and just oh. and just say, hey, you know, because that's what happened on on the there, Microsoft was on the wrong end of that this generation right. where it was well they were actually more because of uh, Connect, but even when they got rid of the Connect, it was still three ninety nine for. The less powerful Xbox One hardware versus three ninety nine for the more powerful PS4 hardware. So I wonder if if Phil and the team might be looking at this and going, "All right, well, let's just Microsoft's a very wealthy company. Mm-hmm. Maybe we dig in and we we use the the Lockhart as the f- sort of the more profitable box mm-hmm. uh, on a per per console basis, and and we uh, we really try to get out there and get the narrative back by." By uh, price matching PS5 with our substantially more powerful Series X console, get that install base up. Yeah, Let exactly. Me ask everybody at the table, a question. Ryan, first of mm. all, who goes first at E3? Is it Microsoft or Sony? Do we know yet? Uh, well, traditionally, it's been Microsoft. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Sony's well, because Sony's traditionally gone mm-hmm. last. Yep. So uh, actually, I get wait. Uh, I'm yeah, pretty Nintendo, sure that's correct. Nintendo technically, right. technically goes last. Yeah, because they go next the, the next morning. But Sunday is, and or Monday night is, is yeah. Sony, yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. So anyway, that's always Microsoft. If right. history yeah. holds, Microsoft would be the one to go first yeah. at E3. So the question I have for everybody, and I'll just say mine first and get your takes, but uh, I think we got a console suite reveal of the, the Series X or whatever that looks like. Seri- and, and the Series S, you think? Or? The Series X and whatever else is in that SKU or like that planned rollout. Okay. I think okay. we don't get a price. And the reason I think that is because I think they're going to hold it, wait and see what Sony says because they don't want to get burned like mm-hmm. they did with last console gen. And they announce it later like with 
IGN or somebody. Yes. Uh, I predict that we'll get a full console reveal before E3. Months at a, at a, an event at, at a at a proprietary at a at a self made event. Okay, uh, and then we get E three is all about games, and and that's where they show the prices. Yeah, I don't think they can hold their price. I think they have to be confident. In it. They can't just like wait and like oh well, we wanted to see what like you know or do that. Like they don't want to put themselves in a position like well, we wanted to wait and see what they said and then add our reaction onto it. Like, I don't think they can do that. They're gonna hold they back for Gamescom. Sure. I think yeah, they'll show like, do it there. more gameplay and maybe some other things, like maybe menus or some I, sort of I think, features. Yeah. I but think, I don't think they would save hmm. their big stuff for that. The real question yeah. is, is, does Sony come back for E3? Like, we don't even know so. for sure. I think they will. I think they knew, like, hey, we don't really have anything in 2019. We're going to save the money and save the time. So, Destin, I think <laughs> the issue with holding price is uh, a, a big one is... My my expectation would be is they're gonna wanna be taking pre-orders at yeah. at E3 ah, when they mm-hmm. when they give a bunch of details and mm-hmm. you've got to have a price point, in a right. retailer system to do that. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, these they they work with they both work with AMD. They both were you know they, they'll know, they'll know the what price. PS5 is going to cost and vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. so barring some sort of like crazy. Cor- corporate secrets, like if if Phil you know tries to play some sort of you know, um, switcheroo game. I don't know which. Who knows? I don't know how that stuff works. But I, my expectation is that they'll kind of unofficially know where each other's well, yeah, at. Because people are going to be seeing E3. They're going to be seeing all these games. And they're going to be like, "How do I play these? I right. need a pre-order. I, mean, I need to." <laughs> if, if you look at E3 now too, especially for Microsoft, like it's so fan focused. With like they have Xbox Fan Fest, and they make sure mm-hmm. that there's something there to celebrate. Um, I remember last year they had pre-orders for the Elite Series Two, and you got like a special little. Uh, D pad that said like E3 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, like, there's no way they don't try to do that with the next gen Xboxes there. Like, they know, like, these are their biggest fans who came out who want to be part of this. Mm-hmm. And, like, why would they not give them the opportunity to do something special there to pre? I'm hoping we get a Project Scarlet edition since we yeah, got the Project Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could happen. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I-, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually did it at that event, at the Fan Fest event, as opposed to at E3. Like, do more and then focus on games at E3, like Mark said. Yeah, it's, I mean, you well, guys. Fan Fest would be after, though, right? Sorry. Well, I mean, they could do Inside Xbox. They could do something more fan focused with Inside Xbox, like they have in the past, as opposed to doing Fan Fest. I don't know. I mean,. Yeah. I was just thinking out just no oh, it's, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just sort of fun speculation. You guys do, you guys <laughs> yeah. do bring up an interesting point about, you know, if if you want to make E3 all about the games cuz it looks like Microsoft is going to have those this year <laughs> which for the, which is such so great to say. But yeah, I mean, it's the idea of a of a of a pre-E3 event where they just get all the hardware and maybe even the pricing and release mm-hmm. date details out of the way. That's totally on the table. That could happen, whether it's in, you know, February, March, April, May. Could yeah. could be anywhere in there. And then you get to E3, and it's just here's Halo, here's Forza Eight, here's you know, here's this one, here's that one, here's a bunch of cool third parties, and and maybe it it does go that way. But um, I'm it's I'm so curious to see how Phil Spencer and the team play it yeah. this time around. Last thing I want to say though. Uh, you know, Sony came out first with that article about the PS5 talking a little bit about mm-hmm. the architecture of the yes. system. Uh, today, I feel like Xbox is so far ahead of PlayStation because PlayStation's having all these leaks. Their logo came out and it was kind of <laughs> fell flat on its face. It was trending because it was just sort of, yeah, okay. That's, well, here's mm-hmm. like it's, some a, it's the five. <laughs> yeah, um, some news. Um, yeah, but I feel like Xbox with their marketing plan at the very least, they feel like they're miles ahead. They revealed their console. Um, they have people talking about the Xbox One X for better or for worse with like how it looks design wise and or maybe it's just because I'm such an Xbox well, fan. You, that but you know, you, you, I'm you, more paying attention. You do you you segue right into exactly what I wanted to talk about, which is you know again so many dog walks over that over that nice and quiet <laughs> holiday break where I was thinking about this stuff is Xbox has spent most of the past seven years on defense. Yeah, mm-hmm. been back on their heels. They have not had a chance. To go on offense because they, you know, they got off to on such the wrong foot in tw- in, in uh, you know May of 2013 is when their nightmare began. And yes, the the Xbox One X they've they very much have kind of buried that past behind them. But I feel like they are now finally in position to go on offense. And I think Destin, you're what you're saying is is sort of the start of that where. Um, 
they they have they went first. I mean, yes, Sony talked to Wired and Mark Cerny about mm. some architectural details, which yeah. of course was interesting, uh, and talked a little bit about the controller, DualShock Five. But Microsoft was the first one to to actually show the box, show the controller, and show a game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Send you a saga, yeah. Hellblade Two, which yeah. which. Again, the more I thought about it over the break, that we, I think that was well, the hold on. perfect. We, we did game. see God, whatever Godfall or whatever it's called. That's not a first party. But, but, ah, yeah. Okay, first party. Uh, also, that was after Hellblade. Okay, right. it, yeah. It, yeah. Game, even if it was only minutes. Yeah. Is it confirmed that that's only a PS5 Sorry, game, or is there a chance that that is possibly coming to Xbox? I, would, I think we don't know yet. I would have I think, to look. Yeah. Into I think it. Yeah, they I just know. like you know. The outro, it's like Sony paid to be like, hey, by the way, make sure you, you know, this is Maybe. this is presented by or, or or this is on PlayStation Five, just so we can be part of right. the Game Awards. But like, there's a good chance that that's just coming everywhere. Very good chance, certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, again, it's it goes back to Microsoft going on offense. I also think so. Last uh, th- or this generation, still, the consoles came out a week apart. Yep. I think there is a very good chance. I think Microsoft will try to get the Series X out first. <laughs> it's not going to. It's almost certainly not going to be by much. Maybe it's only a week. Sure. But oh I, yeah, I think they're going to try to sneak out to market first because maybe early November. Because if if especially if Halo Infinite is a, is a masterpiece level game as the Bungie Halos used to be, if Halo is restored to that killer app. Oh man, you've got to get this. I mean, yeah, it's going to be on Xbox One and Xbox One X, but if with a 12 teraflop box, mm-hmm. if Infinite showcases that power, which if any game's going to do it, it's going to be oh, yeah. the, the flagship mm-hmm. game, then, you know, if, if then Microsoft can really, even if it's by three weeks, maybe four weeks, maybe Sony ships in PS5 in November and Xbox can get out there in, in, early to mid October and you know word starts to get around to like you know you start talking to your friends like man you've got a like yeah the uh halo looks cool on on the 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 one and the one x but you got to see it on series x and mm-hmm. you know maybe it starts to uh start they can just they can go on offense is my mm-hmm. is my point between i'd be stunned if fable doesn't get announced i think they they put that yeah. out there at E3 i agree you show forza motorsport 8 which is with all due respect to Turn Ten, and believe me, they've earned a lot of respect. I don't think, in general terms, that's not a machine. That's not a game that people buy the console for. Right. But it's a game that they're absolutely going to want to play once they mm-hmm. once it's, they have that console. It's like an expectation. It's like, okay, show me the car game. Show me yeah. like the best, most beautiful, luxurious graphics you yeah. have with these very shiny cars and that water trickling down on the side. Yes, perfect. Because that's got, just what you want to <laughs> see, and then you're like, check the box. I mean, you know, the, the, they've got Halo anchoring the day one lineup. Forza right behind that. Uh, I think so. I was thinking again. Uh, th- I think there is going to be one other, probably not triple A, but I think there will be another like double A caliber first party game on day one. I, I, I feel like it's not just going to be Halo I and agree. Forza. But I went studio by studio in my head as I was walking the dog, and I came up the, with two. I think there are two likely candidates. One is. Uh, the We Happy Few team. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Uh, Compulsion, if Compulsion, I yeah. if I remember correctly. So, because that game was, or by the time Series X launches, it'll be about two and a half years. So that that's enough time. Where a they're at like a thirty-ish, they're a smallish, medium-sized team. They could maybe turn around and in something you know an interesting like a game shorter experience, launch. It's yeah, like cool. a you know five yeah. to ten hour kind of maybe a you know narrative-driven thing. So I think they're a candidate. That could that could come in there as that third first party launch title because remember, every first party game is on Game Pass, so mm-hmm. it's only going to sweeten up. The more first party games they've got on day one, the more that sweetens the pot for anybody trying to decide <clears throat> between PS5 and and Series X. And then the other one I think could be a, on the table is Obsidian because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you have the Outer Worlds team just finished. You have um, grown grown up the uh, the. Um, uh, sorry, I'm blanking. What is it? Not grounded. It's uh. That's what I'm thinking. Ground, ground. 
grown up, grounded. I'm going to pay for this in the comments later, but that's all right. I'm a human being. I'm speaking ex- extemporaneously. Will you yeah. pay for it, though? Uh, <laughs> someone will slag me, I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway, that's a that's a game we know is being made by like 12 people. And yeah. It is not currently a large chunk of the studio working on. That's a smaller project going into game preview in the spring. That leaves, to the best of our knowledge, the Pillars of Eternity team Mm. that finished Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire well before the Microsoft acquisition. And that game was, again, like it'll be, I think, about two and a half years between when Deadfire shipped and when Series X comes out. It's possible, you know, it, it probably wouldn't be on the scale of the Outer Worlds, but it is possible that Obsidian might turn around something for launch. Because everybody else, I went down the list, it doesn't It doesn't uh, quite make sense. Again, Turn 10 obviously has 4 mm-hmm. to 8. Uh, Playground is busy. They've got one team on Forza Horizon 5 for presumably fall 2021. And then the Fable team, which I, I super don't think Fable is a launch game at all. I think that's down the road, but I do think it'll get announced uh, this year. You've got, um, you've got, let's see, which are the other team? Anyway, I point is, Ninja I went, Theory, I went the Ninja Theories on Hellblade yeah, 2, of course. Yeah, I went, just went down the entire list and everybody else is pretty busy or, or had just come off of something. So mm-hmm. Double Fine is on Psychonauts 2. That was mm-hmm. another one I was trying to think of. So maybe it's something we don't know. Hopefully, hopefully like that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Maybe, I mean, maybe Flight Simulator becomes oh, a launch God, game. Oh, that game looks good. Because it's, you know, yeah. that's that's been generating a ton of interest and there's mm-hmm. no firm release date on that yet. But anyway, point is I think there's a third big first party game, and Microsoft's just in a position where they can really come out swinging instead of when they were back on their heels immediately mm-hmm. at the, it's a, diff- at the it's a different the Xbox, Xbox. like that wasn't Phil Spencer like at the helm and and mm-hmm. he's a smart guy and he's done a lot to turn it around so sure has. it'll be interesting to see him from the beginning versus him coming in and kind of like cleaning lack up the of a better turn cleaning did, up yeah. a mess no, of course <laughs> um one last thing on this yes. topic sorry there is one Thing that we might not be considering and that's the fact that there is a split xbox is more game pass than anything these days because there's this huge pc audience that might not buy the console that might just play everything on pc versus playing on xbox because everything is cross-platform recently uh mikey barra even said formerly of xbox mm-hmm. he said i'm probably going to play most xbox games on the pc side that still helps microsoft that still supports sure. them that's not a slight part of their them. plan but i don't know that uh it's going to be really interesting to see how the console fares and, so, and what audience that is going for. Our social team actually did something really smart and just kind of asked our audience, like, what are you guys thinking? Like, are you going to just, like, hold off and just build a gaming PC or improve the one you have to, like, play these games? Or are you just going to go with the console? And it was kind of cool to see a lot of people just talk about their feelings about what yeah. that is. So, like, for me, even though I have a gaming PC, I prefer to play most of my heavier hitting games on console just because it is so much easier to mm-hmm. use. Um, and it's like if something goes wrong or if there's some graphic setting somewhere that's like loading mm-hmm. improperly, like I, ha- I've had experiences with PCs, but not enough technical experience to like know how to fix that. And it's so frustrating. Like, why is this frame rate dropping so heavily? I mm-hmm. don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to try to figure it out. It's so like having a console just makes it so much easier. Um, but I, to your point, I think at least it will get a lot of people who maybe are like more PlayStation heavy, who also have PCs into Xbox games. Yeah. And I think that's just like the most exciting thing is that Microsoft isn't just saying only on this one system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can only do it here. They're like, no, 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 no. We want you guys to experience this on PC as well. And we want you guys to be able to play together too. And that is, I think really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great point. There's still a lot to be, I mean, you know, there are plenty of, Awesome diehard PC gamers who love, who genuinely enjoy digging in and and overclocking their GPUs. Yeah, yeah. Much harder, you guys. <laughs> and, and and making cool like the the cool like uh, lighting in their cases oh, yeah. and just doing all kinds of great stuff. But yeah, I'm kind of at that point. <laughs> like in my I, life, I used to, I used to be one of those people, and I'm just mm-hmm. and I have all the respect in, as a gamer, one gamer to another, for those people. I'm just at the point where I. I, I don't have as much time in my mm. life for for uh, to go elbow up to my elbows in my PC anymore. <laughs> so I would rather just 
pay the money and get the set top box that connects to the nicest display in my house, yes. which is yeah. the TV, not mm-hmm. my piece. In my case, it's not my PC monitor. So yeah, there's still, you know, it's Microsoft's they're, they're giving you either option. Like, yeah. Whichever like, door you want to enter through, come on into our tent. That's absolutely. all they're saying. Like I have this issue right now where my screen keeps refreshing randomly sometimes, like just the background will refresh. I'm like, why are you doing that? <laughs> And just, yeah, just, like, just like a little. Wait, it's going black and then coming. No, back? it doesn't do that. It's just like, oh. just like, 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 like it's like everything's cycling again. Like all the oh, files, look. right? Because mine, like, mine keeps stuff like mine that. Keeps my like, Xbox will never do it. So I, you know? I open up Photoshop and everything just goes black and then comes back. But but to that point, I had the same thing when I was playing a lot of Fallout seventy six. Um, like the game just like wouldn't launch on my computer sometimes. And I'm like, you know where it'll always launch? On my console. Yeah. Like, so, you know? And I'm like, I, ma- I remember I made such an angry tweet. And I was like, you know, $1,000 you spend on this thing. And, and I just don't get to play this game. People are like, reinstall it. I'm like, cool. I get to play it in two hours. You know? And that's not to harp on PC gaming. I yeah, just, just ordered a whole right? bunch of stuff. But it's... Yeah. It's work. And that's, it's it's that's work what, that's worth it if you want right. to work it's, for it's it. It's higher risk, higher right. reward, yeah. basically. And that's, and that's what <laughs> these consoles, it's exciting about these power. It's like they're getting closer and closer to these high-end gaming PCs, but it's something that's manageable. It's simple. It just You plug it in. You plug you it go, in. You sync your controller, and you're good to go. Comfortable and great. Yeah. So, yeah, I think there is value in having both. All right. So we got a lot to – it's going to be a fun year. Stick with us uh, before we move on to the first Unlock block trivia of 2020. I did want to mention the one other big story. Uh, actually, a, just a, one. While we're just feeling the the Xbox love right now, quick note: Grand Theft Auto V, which is, in my humble opinion, easily one of the ten greatest video games ever mm-hmm. made, uh, and it remains super popular, uh, super active with Grand Theft Auto Online. Yeah. It's, it's still a bestseller. GTA V is in Game Pass now. That's crazy. So if you, you know, if you just picked up an Xbox recently, if for whatever reason you have not played Grand Theft Auto Five, uh, it is it's just there. It's in part of your subscription now, and that's huge. Oh yeah, it's a huge yeah. get for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. Well done by the Game Pass team for. Uh, I don't know if you get Rockstar drunk to to get them to sign on the dotted line for now. I'm just. It's that's super cool. I mean, mm-hmm. that's now just in there. If you're a Game Pass subscriber, it's I love that game. It's so good. Okay, uh, Vince Zampella, you may know him. He's the head of Respawn and the co-creator of uh, some some of the biggest games of all time. He has uh, acquired a bit more power at <laughs> EA. He's uh, if you remember, Respawn uh, was purchased by EA, so Vince did sell out to EA. Uh, after they'd had a partnership for a while. But here's the thing. Uh, all Vince has done is gone on and, and produced two of the most critically acclaimed and commercially successful uh, non-sports games that EA's made in quite a number of years. And he, 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 uh, he and his team did that in one calendar year last year with mm-hmm. Apex Legends. Had an insane year. Yeah. And Star Wars. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Well, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Ray Spawn has never made a bad game. That's true. <laughs> I mean, that's put it on Vince's on, on his tombstone at this point. Never I made a bad game. I just started playing Apex last weekend. Like, really actually like, getting into just it. just started? <gasps> like, I never really played it. I played it like once and I was like, I like Blackout better. <laughs> I think I still do. But I started playing uh, Apex what a game. Yeah. Just real good. If anybody was waiting to hear Mark Medina's opinion, <laughs> Apex is pretty good, guys. <laughs> so Vince, uh, Vince Pella is now going to, in addition to running Respawn, as he's been doing, uh, and I know we're starting to run out of time here, but he will now, he is now taking over the Dice LA studio, uh, which is which is not too far away in, uh, I think it's over in Playa Vista, which isn't, isn't super far from from uh, Vince's digs in Burbank, so uh, in recent years they've just they've kind of been, they've been a support studio. They haven't you know, had their name at the top of any uh, of the top of the credits on any game, but they've been supporting Dice. Well, that studio is now uh, going to be doing more. So, L.A. Times reporting quote under Zampella there are plans to expand and launch an original as-yet-unrevealed game. The company will remain separate from Respawn, and Vince Ampella says likely will drop the DICE name, so they'll be it's uh, renamed. <laughs> and I just have to say, I mean, I think 
this is the smartest move that EA could make. Yeah. Because let me let me give you to back up Mark's point. Let me give you Vince Zampella's track record of games he has been a uh, uh, you know he has either been an active creative lead on or has has headed the studio uh, under his direction. So he his his resume looks like this: the original Medal of Honor back on PC, which. I'm, I think I'm the only old at the table who actually probably played that game. That was from the late 90s. I played it. Fan- Thank you, Dustin. <laughs> Fellow olds. <laughs> yeah. uh, fantastic game. And then there was Medal of Honor Allied Assault, which was the sort of standalone expansion for that, which was also extremely well regarded. At one time, Call of Duty and Medal of Honor was very controversial That's about right. which was better. Well, but that was because <laughs> yeah. Vince and Jason West left 2015, which was the developer that made Medal of Honor, and then they founded Infinity Ward. And, oh, they only made these four games in a row. Call of Duty, Call of Duty 2. My favorite Call of Duty ever. Yeah, 2 is? Yes, I love 2. That is my What a great 360 launch. That is my junior high. Is called nice. first first game I got a thousand gamers. Those uh, those oh. cool volumetric smoke effects, which were which that, only the 360 could do at that huge <laughs> selling point. <laughs> yes. And I love the smoke. So uh, <laughs> Medal of Honor, Medal of Honor, Allied Assault, Call of Duty, Call of Duty Two, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two, and then of course going on to Titanfall, Titanfall Two, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, as you said, Mark. Never a bad game. No, it's and, and that's it's, not just respawn. That's Vince Zampella. It's crazy yeah. when you look at this too, because it's like insane resume. Obviously, like Call of Duty, Call of Duty Two, that like set this like standard for like first person shooters. And then when Modern Warfare, when Call of Duty Four Modern Warfare came out, that's that's the Call of Duty we know and love today. Still, um, is is kind of how that game plays. And every game started, you know, mimicking that that play style, the fast sprinting, all that stuff. Because Call of Duty yeah. One and Two didn't even have sprinting. Well, and uh, not only sprinting, but uh, sixty frames per second became right. the new the new expected normal yep. in console first person shooters. They, I mean, they you could argue that Call of Duty dragged Halo mm-hmm. into because Halo was a thirty frame per second game. I remember when Until I was in five. Yeah, I was in <laughs> high school, and there was like always the big battle of like, oh, well, do you in middle school too? Or like, do you play Call of Duty? Do you play Halo? Like, it was always the yeah. battle between like yeah. which shooter were you primarily playing. Yeah. But it's like every everything kind of started taking cues from Call of Duty Four and was compared to that. Then Titanfall comes out, and then Call of Duty kind Did of a lot becomes of yeah. this like Titanfall <laughs> kind of game with advanced warfare. Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. They're, you're it, not it, wrong. Trendsetters, man. So uh, yeah, it's this. I think this is a, a very very smart move on EA's part, which is a company that has seen. You know, it, EA t- has taken a public beating for years, and a lot of it well-deserved, quite frankly. Absolutely. Uh, but, you know, Jedi Fallen Order, great game, no no, no BS in it. And to be fair, like, these, this is the studio, not EA itself making these games. So, like, EA doesn't necessarily deserve credit for, like, well, we found Respawn. It's like, no, Respawn's been doing well, their thing. they deserve credit yeah. for not meddling in it. Yes, it's and, good that they are letting Respawn do their thing, and hopefully they will let Zampello just do what he needs to with this new studio to let them succeed. Exactly. Stay the hell out of his way mm-hmm. and let him build let a, him new, thing. a new great second team. Uh, so, yeah, I think this is. there's a lot of potentially great stuff here. There's reason to to be excited as a gamer about this rather than just, you know, roll your eyes at, oh, EA's mm-hmm. going to screw something else. I'm like, no, this is – Vince is in charge. He's probably going to – he's got to have enough carte blanche there now where even if the higher-ups tried to tried to mess with, with Respawn or whatever Dice LA is going to get renamed to, he can just be like – Mm-hmm. No, stay away. So if Hopefully, if yeah. if the new if the new game from the the Dice LA team, if they don't want to use Frostbite, odds are Vince is going to be is just going to say, yeah, we're not we're not <laughs> Frostbite. So mm-hmm. leave us alone. <laughs> yep. Because uh, neither neither Jedi Fallen Order nor Apex use Frostbite, which the rest of the company does. So and Apex is pretty good, guys. It's real pretty good, <laughs> real good video. Game. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, great stuff there. All right, let's real quick. Let's do our first unlock block trivia. Let's get started. Uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm here. I'm curious how you guys will fare. We already we start 2020. We already have a, a listener who's volunteered. He even he he sketched me what he what he wants the trophy to look like. This wow. is going to be. Wow. I, I love that the the trophy just gets. It's like the the bar gets raised every year because our audience is so amazing. So, uh, Patrick Carrillo 
uh, I think it's, I don't know if it's Carrillo or Carrillo. I'm not quite sure how he pronounces it. I probably should have asked. But his gamer tag is Taco Tuesday 816. It's a great I want tacos. Tag. That's a great gamer, great gamer tag. tag. And By it way, is Tuesday. A shout out to his daughter Remington. Uh, we wish her uh, a speedy recovery for, uh, mm. for what she's going through right now. So Patrick sends in. This question, which, gosh, guys, I hope this is going to be a layup for all of you. I want, I want to get you all off on the right foot. The original Xbox was announced in 2001 with Bill Gates and The Rock both <laughs> on stage. You all remember this. Uh, Patrick wonders, do you all remember what month that announcement occurred in? Was it in January? Was it in March? Was it in June? Was it in July? Things are very different in the industry back in 2001. Uh, you know, E3 takes place in a different month now than it did five or so years, five to seven years ago. So things change. Do you guys remember? Why is this a setup in any way? <laughs> so I would like to go last because <laughs> when this happened, I was seven years old. So <laughs> please help me again. I, I don't. I, I don't know so either. If that's I ended. What you're so I ended last year saying. Original Xbox stuff is really hard for me because I was smaller. And it, mm-hmm. and just suddenly one day, my dad came home with an Xbox. He's like, look what I got. And I'm like, yay, dad's friends at Microsoft. <laughs> so we, we can like go to the Microsoft store and get games a little bit cheaper. And so that, that was like my experience of getting the Xbox. It just, like, it just happened. And then my life changed. Um, but so as far as the news goes, I wasn't goes, quite I'm that like, young, <laughs> but I was 11. Didn't care much I, about it. All I'm hearing right now are excuses. <laughs> These are very much excuses. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to set you guys up to not be disappointed in me if I fail. <laughs> I've seen the image with the rock and he's standing next to like nerdy Bill Gates. You know he's got the small sunglasses on. Here we go. Yeah. I will, I will say, I will go first then. Okay. You know what? I'm just going to do it. All right. I'm going to go with March. Oh, March. Okay. Do you know it, Destin? No, I was going to say B for Bam, but then you said it's a setup, <laughs> and I'm like, I have no... Well, if it's a setup, maybe he means June or July when E3 June, normally takes place. E3 time? I don't yeah, I'll, I'll go with C June, I guess. Uh-huh, I'll be weird. I'll say July, just so... Cover our know, bases. Just no so way it's all January, get a point. Right? I can't yeah. imagine it could be yeah. January. I'll say July. What if it's January? <laughs> It totally is because it was at CES. Whoa! Oh, it's CES right now. It was an easy setup. <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! Hey, you know what? So we're all still tied. I feel good about Big this. Zeros on the board. This is great. Everyone has no <laughs> points. Uh, Patrick, you get bonus points for stuffing <laughs> the panel. They have failed you, Patrick. I, but I, I thought didn't. it was earlier. I, I can picture the event in my head, <laughs> but I don't remember what event it was. I knew it wasn't E three. For sure, because I do the E3 week, and I was like, no, they announced That was sort there. of the giveaway, yeah. is if you remembered it was CES, and it's CES this week. But okay. that's all right. Okay. Everybody, we'll, we'll, stay, uh, we'll stay tied <laughs> at zero, and we'll go again next week. If you have an Xbox trivia question you want to try and stump the panel with, please send it in. Unlocked at IGN.com. Please include four multiple-choice answers, and do note that correct one in your email. And we have got to get going. I've got, probably got angry uh, coworkers banging at the door trying to get in here to do the next video shoot. But you know what? <coughs> no apologies because uh, things weren't ready when I got here. <laughs> so it's just a domino effect. <laughs> Can you tell I'm mad about it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, hopefully they're not too mad. But uh, this excellent first episode of the year, guys, mm-hmm. had a great yeah, time talking with all of you. You can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan if that is of interest to you. Mark? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Mark underscore Medina. Uh, it's GDQ week, so watching a lot of people play games real fast. It's a good time. All the fallouts in, in, two, in hours. two hours. Yeah, it's a great week to come back to work. Not, Not so four days. fallouts, five. New All Vegas. Five. New Vegas, New Vegas, is, Vegas is in there. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Austin? Yeah, uh, Twitter.com slash Destin Legary. Just check me out there. Nice. Miranda, take us home. Yeah, you can follow me pretty much anywhere at Havoc Rose, and let's have a good cape. And that's all I got. Cool. Well, we're going to have a ton of Xbox stuff for you all year long. Uh, we're getting getting warmed up. I uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything to tease or announce just yet, but stay tuned, of course, each and every week. Our plan is to be here for you about 50 times this year. That is the goal. It's a big commitment. 50 episodes. Let's do 35. And then we'll see if we go. Okay. We're scaling back we'll our Peter, season. Or we'll peter out around No, this is uh, not Gamescom. the year to do that. This no, is so important. We're scaling up. It's going to be great. We're yeah, up. we're going to do multiple episodes. But, then, you know, again, oh, no. I know we've kind of half-jokingly said it, but, like, this this was... We, we just endured 
you know, the down years of Xbox. Yeah. Like, this is the year that we as, as Xbox fans and the hosts of the Xbox show at IGN, this is the year we have been waiting for. I'm so excited. So we're going to have a great time. Stick with us. We'll be here all year long. And we will see you all next week. Where's that outro? There's that. There's that. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.